Hi there, this is the Reverend Michael Lowry, pastor of East Congregational United Church of Christ in Concord, New Hampshire. And this is Love to Tell the Story. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. So begins that which is no doubt one of the most familiar and beloved of all Christian hymns, and also one that has long been one of my favorites. A quick check of my iPod reveals that I actually have several versions of Amazing Grace on my playlist, including the stirring rendition by Judy Collins that was an unlikely hit record back in 1970, the version from a couple of years after that that featured the bagpipes of the Royal Scots Dragoon Guards, and an obscure live recording of Pete Seeger performing the song in what's called long meter style, meaning that while the notes of the song do linger much, much longer than you expect, the a cappella harmonies that come forth from that particular audience are just so full and rich. You are grateful for every moment it goes on. My all-time favorite version of this song, however, has to be one by Seeger and his frequent collaborator Arlo Guthrie, a gospel-fueled rendition that was also recorded live back in the early 1980s. If you've heard it, this is the one where Guthrie tells the moving story of the man who wrote this song, John Newton, who was involved in the African slave trade in the 1700s and eventually became the captain of a slave ship. But how, after a horrific storm at sea, he came to faith and ordered that the ship be turned back around to Africa and all the slaves freed. And then, how he wrote the words to Amazing Grace to explain his conversion and epiphany which led him to become a minister of God. It's a wonderful, and yes, a truly amazing story, and, I might add, a sermon unto itself that greatly inspired me as a young preacher and occasional folk singer. In fact, it still does inspire me, and Arlo's telling of the tale stirs my heart every time I hear it. Unfortunately, though, the story isn't entirely true. It is true that a violent storm at sea in 1748 brought about John Newton's commitment to Christianity at the age of 23, but it did not bring an immediate end to his involvement in the slave trade. In fact, history records that Newton continued to make a living on the slave ships for a number of years to come. But that incident at sea apparently haunted him all throughout those years. And the seeds of doubt over the practice of slavery, not to mention a calling to Christian ministry, were taking root during that time. Eventually, Newton left both the seafaring life and the slave trade, was ordained a priest in the Church of England, and did indeed write Amazing Grace in 1772, 32 years after the storm and his conversion to Christianity. John Newton went on to spend his later years fighting slavery by speaking out against it until his death in 1807. Now, I must confess that when I first discovered the true story of this hymn, ironically enough, while researching it for a music Sunday at the church I was serving at the time, I have to say I was a bit disappointed so much better it would have been for the story and for me that the amazing grace that John Newton wrote about would have happened as a result of a sudden clap and flash of spiritual thunder and lightning. Alas, though, 
as is often the case with so much of our lives. For Newton, the, that divine grace was revealed in a slow process, a process affected over the passage of time, and reflected not only Newton's ongoing pilgrimage of faith and conscience, but also revealed God's unending love and patience unto him along the way. And that's why I've actually come to love this version of the story even more than the first. You see, the story of John Newton and Amazing Grace ends up giving us all hope. Hope in the assurance that even the greatest of sinners can ultimately and meaningfully turn themselves around in true repentance. And that the most reluctant of believers will, in God's good time, come to understand more deeply than they ever thought possible. There are more than a few alternate verses of Amazing Grace floating around. Even the verse that we regularly sing that begins when we've been there 10,000 years. That one is likely not original to John Newton, but is attributed to one John P. Rees, and first appeared in, of all places, Harriet Beecher Stowe's Uncle Tom's Cabin. However, my favorite of these other verses of the song is one that regularly gets sung in folk music circles, and was likely written by Isaac Watts, who gave us such familiar hymns as, O God, our help in ages past, and joy to the world, the Lord has come. Two different composers, and yet it's interesting how Watts' words flow so naturally within Newton's own confession of faith. Shall I be wafted through the skies? On flowery beds of ease, when others strive to win the prize, and sail through bloody seas. That one verse, and indeed the whole of Amazing Grace, is a reminder to us of how faith is truly an ongoing journey that though we've already come through many dangers, toils, and snares, there will always be more for us to discover, as well as answers to new and essential questions for us to discern as we move through life's myriad of challenges, especially the one we're all facing right now in the midst of the coronavirus crisis. Given the ever-changing landscape of the world around us, not to mention that of our very lives, yours and mine in these days of staying in. It can be a daunting task at times to, to decide the true course of our own discipleship, to how to live, truly live, in faith. But the good news is that even as our Lord is leading us along heretofore untraveled passageways, He's also infinitely patient with us as we finally, if sometimes reluctantly, move forward with him. And thanks be to God, we do move forward. We move forward knowing that tis grace that has brought us safe thus far, and it will be grace that leads us home. And with that, we're at the end of another episode of Love to Tell the Story. This is Michael Lowry, and I thank you for listening. And I thank you for your continued support of this podcast. And so until next time, stay healthy, stay home, keep up that social distancing, 
And may God bless you today and every day with a great day. Talk to you soon, friends.